It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, how's it going? Uh, weird timing, a Tuesday early evening for us recording today. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit. There's still daylight outside, but uh, things yeah, to so- do, man, things to do. <laughs> yeah, we had a 4th of July weekend, so everybody knows, and I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. Unless, of course, you live elsewhere, then I hope you had a wonderful just day. Um, yes. But here in Happy America. Happy Boxing Day, Canada. That's not today. <laughs> that's not. They don't, oh, okay. Not yeah. in Sorry, December. <laughs> we love you, Canada. It, that's in December, Boxing Day. Um, no, but um, happy uh, Independence Day, 4th of July. Uh, the only day where we put the day, month, year, um, because normally mm-hmm. it would be July 4th. But for this one, we go European and put the number first. Um, right. But yeah, but we also, we you know, it was a long weekend, three-day weekend for everybody here. So Aaron and I were busy, and it's. Just, you know, now we're going to do it on Tuesday and we want to get it done early. We're recording this at a different time earlier in the day so we can get done and watch the Bucks. So as we're recording, we have not seen anything of the Bucks because they have not played yet. They're just doing warmups and we're seeing Giannis now upgraded to questionable. I don't know what we'll see before the end of this, but we will talk about, of course, the most important parts of what's what's going on in sports here. Uh, which is, of course, the match with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. No, I'm just joking. Nobody cares about that. A- Aaron, do you care about it? The Bucks are in the finals, John. Yeah, I know. I, there's the, a, Bucks are, the Bucks are in the finals, and they did it in six. There's like a it fake golf game. Six. There's a fake golf game amongst rich, rich people who are friends. On Big Sky Montana. And yeah. they want us to care, and I, I just can't. I just can't. And I... I would watch so many random Packer just things. If they put on the ice bowl tomorrow on NFL Network, I'd be like, I need to watch if the Bucks, this. If the, if the Bucks would have lost game seven, we'd be talking about it for about two hours tonight. I don't know. I still would have a hard time really caring that Aaron right. Rodgers is playing a round of golf with other rich people. I just, I just don't care. But no, we'll get into yeah. everything else here. Let's first remind everybody also that you can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me at Not So Humble Host. I make it easy for you. I put it right at the beginning of, of every show. It's how I get everything kicked off. And Aaron, how do people follow you on Twitter if they were so inclined? You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. Uh, nothing really big lately on the old Cheddar Talk feed. Uh, yeah. I called out Sarah Silverman for being a hypocrite, but of course she didn't respond. No, she doesn't have to. Whatever. <laughs> I don't get a whole yeah. lot of things. I don't go chasing after celebs as much as you do, but every now and just, then you'll get me. one person to get you something and you feel very excited by this. And I was like, yes. Right. <laughs> just just a lot just just a lot of me and Wendy Luhu and drunk David Stearns making front of the Cubs lately. So what was Which that? Fantastic. That, the, the, the athletic put out an article today that said uh, it was a quote from one of the Cubs players that said, uh, of course none of us of course no one's laughing about or of course no one's happy about this, or no one's laughing about this, and there was just a string of about 500 brewers trolls going oh no this is great <laughs> about <laughs> them losing 10 games in a row <laughs> fantastic all right everybody we're gonna move right in then now we're, we're we're through the beginning of this show we're we're glad you're here with us and we're gonna kick everything off right away 
with what we like to call the main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so the main event obviously is Bucks. All right, the Bucks got through in six. They did it in six. Did you call mm-hmm. six this time? I'm trying to remember I if you call. did. I think, yeah, because I, I called last series in seven, this one in six. Yeah. yeah. And no, I, I, did. I Yeah, that is correct. Okay. I always try to go. Oh, yeah, because I, I said that too, because I said like to avoid the cliche. Remember that last week I yeah. said to avoid the cliche, but can only end in four, five, six, or seven. And yeah. it's most likely going to end at six or seven so that's a 66 percent chance you know yeah so, i try to pick something i usually try to pick like five just to avoid sounding like i'm just some guy who just says the bucks line but man um we did not have this okay so so when we last talked about this it was two one bucks mm-hmm. and i said trey young doesn't play bucks are gonna win game the game four it's just i don't know what else the atlanta did. but every player on atlanta came out and shot like 50% from three. Like everybody yeah. was hitting from everywhere. Four was a colossal train wreck. That one was hard to watch. Not only that, but like they're already out of it. I think they were down 12, 13. I was outside working in the backyard listening to Ted Davis call the <laughs> game because that's how I do a lot of my sports intake is through radio whenever possible, especially Brewers and Bucks. Um, I'll be watching this week because of the finals. But I feel um, like Herder specifically heard me and I herded his feelings making fun of being called Red Velvet. Because uh, yeah. he went off, like among he wasn't the only one. They just everybody on that right. team was scoring, and it was right. that was an insane. And what I was getting at was t- you could tell in Ted Davis's voice, like you could just tell that gloom and doom. And then when Giannis went down too, it was like, all right, well, it was fun. Uh, I'll be vacationing in Cabo San Lucas starting <laughs> next Tuesday. Uh, thank you very much, Bucks fans. You know that's what he wanted to say, but uh, yeah, no, that game was rough to watch. And when Giannis went down too, like you thought, what were you gonna do? Yeah. What you're like worst case scenario now it's two two, it's a best of the three series. Um, the Bucks had home court in five and seven, but it was like the air is out of the room. You know, you just got stomped by twenty five. I think they ended up losing by right yeah, something big. And then, and yeah, it, it, that was a very deflating game on that would have been Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, something like that. It was. Yeah, like we said, that one was very rough. It was, uh, yeah, 110 to 88. So that was an incredibly bad game. It's it's hard to put into words, especially how, you know, Twitter tried, obviously, to put into words the amount of depression here that, that was going on and just the fear and loathing in, in the state of Wisconsin. When the Bucks oh, and the Atlanta fan, and the Atlanta fans were brutal in that game too. If you remember listening, like the the Atlanta yeah. fans were, they were they were on their game. They really were. They were in the Bucks' heads. They gave their team full home full, full home court advantage. I'll and say that they were they were, they were silent enough for them to get Giannis off the court. But after that, they were right back on riding him again. It was they were they were very much into it. That was a very loud crowd. You, you got to give it what? to that 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 uh, that fan base showed up very well. Uh, for a team that fired their coach halfway through the year and had to finish with a different guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, and they made this run, and that team, they they were on it in that game. They really showed up, and that that crowd, like everybody was responding to that crowd. So I mean, like, good on Atlanta's fans. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta's not as good a city as Milwaukee; it just isn't. But still, it's it's okay. And the fans did a good job of of showing up and and supporting their team in that game. So that was. That was team. Really, they've definitely guided their team to that win on in Game Four. That was uh, for sure. Yeah. So you could you could just feel it like and like I said, they were riding the Bucks players too. Like it was, 
yeah. mean, that's what you do. When you're the hometown fans, that's what you do. That's what you yeah. do to help your team. That's what you can do as, in this case, the sixth man, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. in the NBA, not the 12th man like the NFL. I mean, like, like everybody talks about, like, playing in the old Metrodome and playing in Seattle, you know, it's what you do. And it, it really did feel pretty hopeless at that yeah. point. You know, me and friend of the show, Pete uh, Owen, uh, got to talking about this, too. And it, 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 it kind of felt like at that point it was like, well, here we go again. So, yeah, I mean, just like we'll, we'll say this, though, the, the sixth man, or I guess the 12th man or ever that they had in Minnesota, at the Metrodome was a bunch of speakers um, because it wasn't the fans because I've been to that stadium and all the noise has come somehow from like around the scoreboard area. And I was like, there's like 20,000 fans behind that screen up there. What is yeah. going on? It's a weird. It's very clearly just crowd noise being pumped in. But anyhow, yeah, no, you have to give due to that Atlanta fan base, they did. I mean, they sounded just like when the Bucks fan base came back in that next game without Giannis. Um, mm. you know, my wife said it. She's like, once they lost Young, she's like, my fear, you know, as she's speaking as her, she said that her fear was that they were going to rally around him and everybody's going to play up another level. And then I guess essentially when we lost Giannis, the next game is neither. The next game was neither of them, basically yeah. in game five. And it was the Bucks players at home. You knew that coming home was going to be a boost. You didn't know how much. You thought maybe it'd be a closer game, but the Bucks were way ahead. 123 to 112 doesn't belie how much the Bucks controlled that game the whole way. They they, they was, in lead all the way. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. So Pizza season ticket holder, so he's been at most of these games, and he was at that one. He said that that game, game six or game, excuse me, game five. Yeah was nuts absolutely nuts he said portis was uh, just on fire and had the crowd going uh uh brooke lopez with the just he was white shack man he was two hand yeah. double double fist slam dunks just in the lane soft touch like just playing like a big man possessed chris middleton dishing driving everything i mean everything was going well and yeah you're right that score really doesn't buy it and a lot of it was because in that what was it third quarter um, Brogdanovich got on fire for a little bit there, right? Was it Brogdanovich that said yeah. draining all the threes? He had a very so, good series, I thought, for the most part. Like, 26 to 22 or whatever there in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. They, they actually scored Milwaukee just slightly in the fourth, but it, the, the first quarter was 36 to 22. Yeah, no, and it was kind of like the third quarter into the first part of the fourth quarter. It, they were really putting some pressure on the Bucks, but to the Bucks, uh credit they didn't back down and right. much like right. the atlanta crowd and uh, milwaukee's this is very eye-opening to everybody except for people from milwaukee is that the milwaukee crowd is insane they are absolutely insane yeah and no, milwaukee's got a great fan base like go watch the brewers brewers are always top 10 usually like top seven in terms of crowd size average crowd right. size the milwaukee brewers are always in that top 10 group um, one of the top three lowest markets for size too, like yeah. for people to actually go. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just looking back through the stats of that game. Um, I mean, Bogdanovich had a, a big game. He had 28, but it didn't, it didn't matter because uh, just Lopez killed them in that part. And like game, game six, I think one of the biggest parts just got to be the point where when the bucks were able to get a lead, cause they were hitting and just, you know, Middleton, was just able to do what he wanted when when he wanted he's to. He's got do it. The, he's got a Kobe mode, man. 
Yeah. It's weird. We talked about it last week because it was game seven. Um, uh, we were just, we were recapping game seven last week and it's yep. not hyperbole. He has a Kobe mode. That's what Kobe Bryant looked like when he would get on yeah. fire. Like he could not miss that third quarter was insane. Chris Middleton was just nuts. Like again, for the second time, the series, I they say he had, was it 23 or no 20? I forgot my points. He had the, the was it like 23 points, something like that in the third quarter. And like all Atlanta had 29 by altogether as a team in that quarter, the bucks putting up 44 in the third quarter. That was the end of the game because mm-hmm. at that point, what, what Atlanta had to do to try to get back in it was they took Capella off the floor and yeah. they went with Gallinari and they went all shooters and yeah. they, they had no height and Connington deserves just a lot of, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know that he was He's talked right. about enough Connington in, in what he was able to do in terms of offensive rebounding in that game. And, and also to, to some extent, uh, Tucker, not so much yeah. grabbing the rebound, but at least kind of tipping back and getting that ball back out to shooters, the amount of extra possessions the Bucks got um, in that game, Connington and, and Tucker get a lot of credit for that. Connington was doing very well getting up there and getting some of those boards and at least keeping plays yeah. alive. What he end up with? He had eight rebounds in that game. Yeah, That's Connington cool. for a guy who, you know, backup by trade. Yeah. Um, he uh, he had a very he had some very time buckets in that series some very timely rebounds um it seems like unlike Bryn Forbes who every time he shoots a three misses yeah, Connington whenever he, whenever Connington shoots it's very infrequently but it's at a, like a, a clutch moment like where there's like only like a like a, a, a 13 point lead has been eroded down to seven and then Connington dr- drops one from you know from three to make it a 10 point game again it kind of takes the wind out of the the comeback and then did you see that sweet dunk that he had? He had a double tomahawk overhead dunk on a breakaway. I didn't realize Connington could get up that high. Like, well, he was in the the dunk contest a couple of years ago. You remember that part? But oh, yeah, no, I mean like the shooting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> they shot. I thought that was I thought that was Steven Chenzo for some reason in my head. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. Um, shooting thirty seven point eight percent from three. I mean, Bryn Forbes shot one of three, which showed to you he kind of understood he's he's a guy who's going to be in there some. He he made one was a pretty big shot. It was an answer to another big play by Atlanta that just just reestablished where where the where the the momentum was going. But yeah, I mean like uh, four of ten from Middleton, Brooke Lopez one of one, uh, Drew Holiday four of twelve, Teague Jeff Teague three for three ends with eleven points. Connington ends with thirteen. I mean that 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 was fantastic. Teague also having the big game. Uh, there, there were, there was maybe a seven minute stretch where he was an unstoppable player on that team and, and just, just carried the, uh, the momentum of that team through that, that stretch and really just, just, um, continued to make it so that the bucks were able to just build a momentum and, and have him out on the floor and, you know, doing that as a, as a former Atlanta player to have him come back and, and put that up, that must've been, you know, at least fairly good for him i think he played very very well you're talking about jeff teague right yep yep oh i charles barkley said he's still on the box that's true that was that was pretty hilarious and shack was just clowning <laughs> i don't know that. why i don't know why they don't put jeff teague on the floor more often well they said something the like well, well without trey young where are they going to put out there like well jeff teague and they're like jeff teague, jeff teague like, out there? you're on the wrong team dummy 
you a big dummy. That was Shaq was so good with that. And then at the end, he's like, who is on that team? Who else is on Atlanta? And they're like, hey, come on, you know, Charles, let us know. He's like, no, really, who else is on Atlanta? <laughs> it was really funny. The next morning on um, one of the morning shows I was listening to, they had some guy who does a real good uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley impersonation talking about, well, now that Giannis is out of the game, uh, they should bring back Brad Lohas. <laughs> <laughs> Or they should bring in Brad Lohas. Yeah, it was Jeez. pretty good. I was like, oh, great, Brad Lohas. Yeah. Uh, mentioned. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, it was a rough – it was rough to see Giannis go down, and I I could have seen them losing the one on the road in Atlanta and then coming back and getting it at home. Um, I guess that's kind of where I thought it would go after we had that, that, that start, you know, getting that big game five win. I was like, going back to Atlanta, though, that crowd. That crowd really got in my head. But man, they um they just they just uh, really that third quarter on it was done, it was done. Well, Atlanta the, looked Bucks done. The, Bucks are the better team. The Hawks beat yeah. uh, a, a, a 76ers teams that that's a bunch of posers. They really, they are. really are. They have been. And Trey Young got super hot in that series, and that's what they wrote it with. So I mean, if the Bucks would have taken that lineup against a fully armed Nets squad, um, fully armed. Even like Utah or not Utah, um, uh, Denver with um, what's his name? If he was actually playing, um, yeah, the the MVP of the league. Yeah, can't think of his name. Anyways, <laughs> um, you know, like one of those teams. I mean, even maybe against the Lakers with a healthy AD, I wouldn't. I you know, it'd be rough for them to do that with that team. But when it's against the Hawks and the Hawks kind of fluke into the championship, I mean, it's kind of like the Heat being in the bubble championship last year, like. A couple of good breaks. They only had one really good player on that team last year, and that was, you know, uh, Vetched. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Butler. So, yeah, Butler. Thank you. And so, and a Tyler Hero playing the hero. Otherwise, you know, yeah, Hero was way better in, last year. Atlanta kind, Atlanta, you kind of got the same feeling. The Bucks are just a better team, and you know, not that I like to bring up hillbilly country songs too often on this podcast, but you know, there's that uh, Toby Keith song about. Not as good as I once was, but oh, as yeah. good once as I ever was. <laughs> Brooke Lopez in a spot can be called on to be that dude. And in game six, yeah. he was that dude. And not only that, Five, he was nine. a monster. He was a he was a damn monster. Like just slamming it down, shoving it in people's face, soft touch, playing the point on defense, and like that giant w- wingspan just Half the court, we talked about this when we saw each other. Me and John actually saw each other in the flesh for the first time in two years on Saturday <laughs> at uh, Henry Vila's Zoo in M- Madison, by the That's way. Fantastic. Um, it was good times. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, his arms, like, all the way out, like, take up half the court, it seems like. And he just rolls around the top of the, the key. And he's shutting the, he's getting in everybody's faces. He had, so many, he had so many knocked away balls and steals in that game, too. It was – and I think it really set the table. And after they won that game five – I think game six was just, I mean, it wasn't exactly elemental. It wasn't just, the, you know, elemental. That's not it. That's what I'm looking for. Maybe. Uh, but it, it, it was it was elementary. Like, it was gonna, it was just going to happen. Like, game six, like, I had a couple friends text me that are, you know, Chicagoans and stuff like that, and they're, they're watching this because they have a Bulls team that hasn't been relevant in so long. They're like, so uh, what's going on with uh, your bucks? Are they going to win tonight? And I'm like, I I think so. Like, I don't see why they won't. And they did. And yeah. And it was that 40 point third quarter, Chris Middleton take over between Chris Middleton doing the Kobe bit and Lopez having moments of young 
you know, where he was Brooke Lopez on the nets. Yeah. Uh, and then just timely play from Portis and Tucker. And I mean, they're, they're the, they were the better team. Now, are they better than Phoenix? Nah. I don't know. I that's, mean, that's the rough one. I'm looking at just in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Defensive leaders, least points allowed, Phoenix number one, Milwaukee number two. Two. And that's Imagine the fun that. part. The, the teams that have the most points for, they're, they're gone. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, like neither of these teams were top five in uh, in points scored per game. In fact, uh, let's see, Phoenix is eleventh and Milwaukee is tenth. Right. So that's that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, just the one thing that that does scare me because it's the real Achilles heel of the Bucks is the Suns are a better field goal percentage shooting team. They were for, they're shooting forty seven point eight through the playoffs. Devin Booker, Devin Booker is going to be one of the top three stars in the league in the next couple of years. Like he's still a rising star. Like what is he year two or three Two, two or three, Uh, two or three somewhere. I forget exactly where it is, but I mean, Chris Paul is Chris Paul is playing out of his mind and can run the court. I mean, it's, it's a good team. I mean, they were second best record in the West behind Utah. I, Yes, yeah. they're the two seed. That's why they're the home team for the series for the finals That's here, right. and we're a three seed. But I mean, like, we want to take a look at this: who the Bucks have played so far uh, of the just the playoff teams in terms of field goal percentage. The Heat are last, and part of that is just because they played the Bucks, whose defense was very good in that series and just held them down. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta's twelfth, twelfth of the sixteen mm-hmm. teams in the playoffs, forty-four point nine percent for the playoffs. Now, I mean, the Sixers are shooting better than that, but also, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets were fifth and are fifth. They finished fifth. It's forty-seven point two percent, and the Bucks at forty-six point oh. All right, so they're that was, not that, far behind. And, but that, but that, that Nets game also includes a game where uh, KD didn't miss a shot. Didn't I miss a think. shot. Like no, and that's the one thing is like the the Bucks have shot uh, or have played against a team that can shoot lights out, and mm. you know they went to seven. And, you know, they won that game seven in Brooklyn because they were the lower seed. So I don't it, Nothing's out of reach yet. The Bucks are a better rebounding team. They got yeah. more height. Uh, they got good athleticism. But, yeah, just the Booker and Paul is going to be something. And Aiton's not nothing. All right. Like DeAndre Aiton's right. going to be down there. And you still do have to account for him in terms of making sure you're getting those defensive rebounds. You're not giving those up to him. Um, game one's the one I stress about the most because I think that the momentum feel is going to be a little odd. There, there's also the opportunity, though, that the Bucks, having just played a couple days ago and it, and the Suns getting a longer break, maybe Milwaukee's more just mentally engaged at this point. Um, they were showing the video of the like the locker rooms, like the Suns locker room was party and champagne and like dancing around and music and everything, and the Bucks locker room was solemn. Like it was like, hey, that's a nice trophy, and like nobody was crying over it. Nobody was jumping around. There's like you went in. It was it was surprising and almost eerie, how it was just like mm-hmm. we did that. All right, you know, especially after having done it without Giannis on the floor, you maybe would have thought there'd have been a little bit more to it. But they look like they're still working, which you right. know, I hope that matters. And two thoughts on that. We talked about this when we on Saturday when we saw each other. I don't think we brought up on the podcast what what kind of weird scheduling was going on in the playoffs where 
Phoenix winning in game six and the Bucks losing in games or winning in game six equated Phoenix getting four more days off. Because they didn't get like, had, there was no game seven anywhere in the West, but they didn't wait for the East to catch up to them. I guess which that's is what weird. I mean. Like, yeah, what strange. kind of weird stuff is that? Then you then you take off breaks between the series because had the Bucks gone seven with the Hawks, they would have played yeah. last night. Yeah, and it would have Phoenix would have gotten a full days. week off, and the Bucks would have been running on that. So the, the Bucks are kind of running on empty, anyways. They had a long seven game series against the Brooklyn Nets. That was yeah. that was a fist fight the whole way through. Um, Hawks, there was a couple cruisers. Game five was kind of a cruiser, but they still played their hearts out. Um, second yeah. thought, the one thing that I'm not scared about, but this actually gives me a little bit of positivity, is that so the people that are the Suns' strengths are Chris Paul being yeah. wily veteran and yeah. just being Chris Paul and having a little bit of magic right now. Devin Booker, because he's just a phenomenal player. And then Aiton, who's a good underneath player. And uh, how this works without Giannis in there. And actually, I think well, it works out favorably because, I mean, you got, you're got you going to have Middleton and Paul. Or, sorry, Middleton and Booker, Holiday and Paul. Yeah. And or, Brooke Lopez and Aiton. Or Tucker, so, maybe. Or Tucker it, and Aiton. Or even, well, Bobby Portis ain't the best defender. but or, I mean, he's he's a good defender. But um, well, out of well, the bunt, I'm just saying out of the group. So, I mean, it, it, it matches up favorably. So, it's going to come down to, again, the, you know, the uh, ancillary players. Well, we're going to say this now because this just came over. It's breaking now as, of course, on a podcast, nothing is really breaking because you already know this by now if you're listening. Uh, Giannis is going to play today. Well, no kidding, huh? Yeah. Oh well, uh, I really guard. thought I really I really hope they're not jumping the gun on this one. I really don't. I mean, I'm sure they're being very careful. A lot of the people around the team, a lot of the players, have been talking about how much they they wanted to make sure that Giannis took his time coming back. That he didn't they didn't want him rushing back to try to do things. Uh, I think they feel confident enough in what they've got in the rest of the team that they could at least hold their own in game one and then work their way through the rest of it yeah. uh, whenever he was I, I ready. Mean, I mean, because it's if you're going to compare injuries, like if you're going to compare them, you got to compare it to like uh, you got to compare it to Anthony Davis versus Trey Young and Harper or um, uh, Harden, uh, Trey Young and Harden, because they play different kinds. Of, Giannis and Anthony Davis play underneath, jumping up, getting rebounds, where Trey Young and Harden can sit around the three point line and not really have to worry too much about torque yeah, thing. Trey Young you know, has to you, move you know, to get Giannis open. Giannis is going to slow down. No, I mean, and my feeling is too is he knows that, like when they brought back AD, they did so too early because it was elimination. When they brought back Trey Young, it was an elimination game, and he did what he could. Giannis, this is not elimination. He doesn't have to force himself back. He's going to play, and um, I don't think he would have gone if he wasn't ready and if the doctors didn't feel. It's not like a Packers situation where you know for a fact if somebody on the Packers has said they're good to go, they're back because that medical staff is just just super concerned yeah but I, and, and, and it's yeah. the nfl too where you're getting you know yeah there's different injuries people are people are tackling you the good yeah. thing is there was nothing structural with him so it's just kind of like when is his when are his tendons and his muscles ready to go when do they feel like he can move like normal so mm-hmm. we'll see well It'll be interesting to see that some, part some, some me and something me and p talked about too because not that I can compare to a professional athlete or anything like that. And plus, you know, how good a shape he's in versus, you know, like what he can get. When I was in high school, I had a bad 
hyperextension of my left knee too. And nothing happened. I just got it bent backwards in a wrestling match. And it really hurt like heck for three, four days. I mean, and I was 17 years old, super limber. I was a good athlete at that point. You know, I was in good shape, <laughs> taking good, lots of stretching. And it was like three, four days. I couldn't walk, but in about a week yeah. and a half, it was, eh. and within two weeks I was fine. Yeah. Now this is a more, a little bit more accelerated. He's also got, you know, million dollar physical therapist taking care of his knee, probably lots of, you know, heat and whatever else cryo and whatever else I got going on. And, you know, where I would just sit on the side with a bag of ice on my knee for two hours a day, <laughs> you know, and then into a hot tub. But, uh, you know, so there is that, I mean, not, I, so I, mine was a bad one too. Like if you saw it on the tape, it looked like my knee broke. It bent backwards, but nothing happened. None of the tendons ripped. Nothing happened. My knee just, the 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 patella got out of the way enough that it didn't, nothing happened. There was just hmm. bruising. It was purple all around my knee because everything got overstressed and stuff like that. And yeah, and within two weeks, I was back to wrestling. Like nothing had happened. So, I mean, it's completely believable, but still at the same time, hmm. I mean, it's like, dude's seven foot tall. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he's seven foot Russ, Russell Westbrook, but you know, <laughs> yeah. So this will be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I like a lot of the things that the Bucks can do. I think this is going to be. This is obviously going to be the toughest one that they get this this entire playoffs. I think um, this is going to be very comparable to the Nets one, just in terms of what they can get from their backcourt by having Booker out there and then having. Uh, Chris Paul, who is a who is an incredible just distributor, but I, I really feel like the Bucks have gone through first off beating the the team that beat them last year, getting that game seven win, um, coming back against Atlanta, winning two in a row without Giannis to close it out. I think they've got a very good sense of themselves, uh, which helps. But yeah, um, yeah, the, the the Suns team does the things that that suit well towards playing against the Bucks, And so we're hoping the Bucks win, but this could be, I think this goes seven. I just really do. I think they're, they're both very good teams. They do very well defensively and they can score. They both have multiple scorers and good distributors. Um, I really do believe that after exercising, exercising the demons, that are the <laughs> Miami Heat, and then coming back from down 2-0 against the Nets. And yeah. then, uh, like you said, aforementioned. Uh, Team you know, of destiny. Pretty, pretty much minus one game that kind of went sideways. They they put away Atlanta. They, mm -hmm. I mean, except for, so Atlanta barely won game one, and that was after the Bucks had gone seven against a tough of Nets opponent. Um and then got caught in, the, in that game one. Everything went wrong for the Bucks. It took a world beater game from Trey Young to win by one, you know. <laughs> so um, then one game sideways. So minus the sideways game, that was a five and four and one series, losing by one point. Um, Phoenix is good. Oh. Phoenix is fun. Uh, Phoenix wouldn't be in the finals if they wouldn't have picked up Chris Paul in the offseason. Um, that's probably true. Chris Paul has been fighting through injuries all this playoffs. He's a good story. If Chris pa Chris Paul were to win the finals, I'd feel good for him because I like Chris Paul. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people don't. He looks like the brother off uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, but <laughs> right, the cousin, cousin, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I still think the Bucks are going to pull it off in six games. And I'm going to go Bucks in seven. It, that's, it might that's be it might it might be Bucks in five, but that's not <laughs> giving Phoenix enough. That might be not be giving Phoenix enough credit. Phoenix is and the favorite I, team. I was, ready, I was ready to say Bucks in six without Giannis. So um, okay. I feel I feel good about it. It's a team driven. You've, you've been they, they very start, on this so far in this playoff. So the amount of yeah. stupid mistakes are going down. It's as if Bud is listening to the fan base going, "Stop shooting stupid threes. The weird turnovers you know, are the thing that, that worry me the most. The, like I've said, yeah. there's about three times a game Giannis is going to dribble into the middle of the defense and then just lose it at, at some right. point. And, and, and I, told you against, to, I told you against Atlanta, too, Like that you said that they're a good rebounding team. There was a, that one game against Atlanta, game three maybe, the Bucks won, mm-hmm. but it seemed like Atlanta was getting every rebound because there was these weird 15, 20-foot all the bounce because they, they're, they're taking big long shots. Like, yeah, yeah, they're bouncing way out. We had guys right under the rim, but it'd go firing out to the three point line. It was like weird. The the Bucks are real susceptible to some weird stuff. But I'm I'm in the I'm in Camp Charles Barkley that says these Bucks make they make a lot of stupid mistakes, but uh, they're still going to win the championship. But they God, they're frustrating to watch. You know, I think they're they're <laughs> they're too good. They do they make are. a lot of really dumb mistakes so it's... they've got a lot of talent and it's like i said chris middleton if he could only play like that all the time would be a hall of famer drew holiday when he's on and when it all comes together like even with giannis this team is a really good team and if giannis can't go 100 percent in this series and brooke lopez can still pull it out of his backside to play like he did in game five i, I the bucks are gonna win i i have a good feeling about this one and I think it's going to be part of a stretch where the Bucks win the championship and then the Brewers win the World Series and the Packers win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we exercise all the groin kicks we've had to endure since the last Super Bowl win. So, All right. The, um, the one big stat I'll leave everybody with here is the thing that I worry about, though, with the Bucks, like we've said repeatedly for the last several weeks, is the three-point shot because the Bucks are built and they their, their identity and their mentality is stopping play inside. Um, Phoenix through the course of the regular season was seventh in the league in three point percentage, uh, 37.8, which is two spots below the bucks. But also, I mean, the nets who we played earlier were second at 39.2% and the bucks got past that team. Uh, they shot on average, um, 35 and made 13 basically every game. That's, that's their average for their game. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that all goes. Um, what else? The other thing we were going to talk about here, just because you know, we want to, we wanted to start with the Bucks and we wanted to go big with the Bucks here, getting ready for this game, and the game is coming up very soon here for us. And you guys have already seen it, <laughs> living in the future. But um, the Brewers, the unless Brewers, you're, unless unless you're oddly listening to the podcast while watching the Bucks game, which would be really weird of you to do, and you shouldn't do that. Um, the Bucks had two losses. <laughs> Bucks had two losses here, so it, that part not the best. We weren't exactly happy for that. Right now, uh, Tuesday, we are what the right now is the uh, Degrom versus. It was going to be, I thought, Corbin Burns, but it looks like Anderson uh, coming in today. Uh, so they are delayed right now, so they haven't gotten very far. But Degrom is pitching for the Mets. Uh, Brewers had a rough loss the other day. They had a rough um, season or series-ending loss to the Pirates after they won the first three. They got that win streak up to eleven games, which is the 
second longest win streak in Brewers history after you know, 87, which is a that's t- when they started the season with 13 straight wins, right? That could be right. It was the team streak yeah. year, right? And yeah, so that was yeah, and I I, I feel like they still finished last in the division. <laughs> <laughs> they they find ways to do that. Those were like those years where they would just kind of get in there. Then they'd come back enough at the end to just miss the playoffs. Just, just to hurt your feelings a lot. It was, it was yeah. that way. But um, yeah, it, it, seeing something, it's been a couple, there, there were so many good games there from uh, Hira, which makes you very, very happy. Adamus is just worth whatever we gave at this point. And um, the only thing is you just wish we hadn't wasted so much time trying to deal with, all the other things we did there to get rid of Arcia when we should have just had trying to get Adamus. Since acquiring Adamus, the Brewers have the best record in baseball. Like that's that's just fun to know, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but also and on the top Cubs, of the, and the Cubs have had the worst record in baseball. Yeah. Let's just point that so out. So the Brewers get a ten game, you know, a, a double digit win streak, and the Cubs get a double digit losing streak. And at the same time, the Cubs drop to third in the division now, I believe. Uh, behind the Reds, but still slightly ahead of the Cardinals. But yeah, so uh, right now, before starting the Tuesday games, um, Brewers up by six games on the Reds, I believe. Right. And yeah, looking good. And we got the three All Stars: uh, Burns, Woodruff, and um, and uh, Hater. Burns. Burns. Woody. And uh, Woody. And uh, Hey. Yeah. And uh, and Joshy, Joshy, that's like, yeah. All hockey teams have to be like a, a Woodsy, <laughs> I, Woodsy, and Hadesy, and Burnsy, Hadesy. I love it. And uh, Ansy Anderson. <laughs> like, you just have so, to add a C at the end of that of every name just to get a good hockey nickname. Burnsy yeah. and uh, Woodsy, and there's uh, Hadesy out there throwing the baseball. You know, I'm and John. Uh, speak. I, I brought this up to my 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 mom is uh, down here this week helping me oh, out nice. with uh, the kids. Yeah, uh, while Holly's out of town, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom's a big Brewers fan, uh, yeah. as big as Wendy Lou Who. I would I would I would Ooh. submit. But uh, so so the Brewers losing that last game against the Pirates in their getaway game, and then losing yeah. yesterday to the Mets. Um, not really surprising because if you've noticed, the Brewers haven't had a day off. Yeah, really, it's been a rough a long stretch, time. Stretch. It's been it's been a rough during that streak. I mean, they've been playing nonstop. They got off so so until today when they had the rain delay, they played the fourth, the third, the second, the first, the thirtieth, the 29th, 28th, 27th, 26th, 25th, got the twenty-fourth off. And then before that it was 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. And that's where Google ends on the going back <laughs> without me looking. So, I mean, they played a lot of, they've had one day off in almost a month. Yeah. So for them, to, for them to drop two in a row, I'm not surprised. And for them to hold out uh Burnsy tonight uh, for the game, pitching and throw out Anderson. They've like, done this some had, before too with, with, with Burns and some of these guys, they, they want to try to make sure that they keep a lot of their top guys on their normal oh. rest given that they haven't had actual days off, that means actually putting in, you know, like Ashby gets his first start and just gives up right. seven and two thirds of an well, inning. Well, in, in the case of Burns too, that, uh, sorry, Corbin Burns, sorry. People <laughs> don't know what the heck we're talking about when we say Burns. We do um, hockey but, jokes. Uh, yeah. Burns. Uh, Burns. But uh, no, Throw he hurt his ball. knee last, last time out, second time 
back, so he's got a little leg yeah, pain he, going on too anyway, so you kind of want to give him up. some. And we're not halfway yet, so. Yeah, so we want to try to get this. We got one week left. By the time we talk next week, we'll be heading into the All-Star break, so we're, we're hoping to have a little bit more of kind of a midpoint talk uh, when we start getting to going next week. But uh, Brewers added uh, they added some weight this week too. Uh, just made a trade today. For Rowdy Tellers, which oh, Rowdy Tellers instantly fan favorite, being named Rowdy. I imagine his middle name is Roddy, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Tellers, Rowdy Rowdy Tellers, that would be the best. We get awesome. him a belt and make him wear it around. Um, that's gosh, his his name is not Rowdy. His name is Ryan, but no, it, it says Rowdy Tellers is what he's known as. His name is Ryan John Rowdy Tellers. <laughs> That's fantastic, though. That's that's a good nickname. You go with that. Um, so, so we got Rowdy. We got uh, Strong Bad, who's on the injured reserve right now. We've wearing the Hate- most amazing outfit for Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. We've got we've got Haterade. Haterade. Yeah. What, what else do we got here on this team? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got much else on there. You know, you have other fun nicknames on there. But, yeah, no. So we get him. <laughs> Basically, he's just stuck down there. He was never going to get back up to the majors on that Toronto roster. He, he's been playing AAA for a while. Oh, Boxburger. Uh, oh, Boxburger. The Box of Burgers. Yeah, there we go. That's the other name. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, um, you know, the alien lizard. You can just put the box yeah. and the burger logo up on, on Twitter, and you don't even need to read to know who's pitching. It's like, right. oh, Boxburger. All right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting idea picking up another first baseman though. I mean, he doesn't have incredible numbers. His war is a career 0.5. He's like 0.5.1.6 and then negative 0.6 or something like that. He's along those lines. He's like my college transcript. (laughs) See average. Neat. No, that's not a (laughs) 0.5. Uh, oh no! I just, I just I just meant if 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 a zero war makes you average. Oh okay, all right. Just maybe slightly above average. Yes. So, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, if if you're saying that um, Vogelbach's been hurt, I, I, they seem to like Vogelbach though, and he he's been putting up all right in terms of production. Not great, but I don't know. I mean, and David it, Stearns and here and, and makes here, here is coming along too, but. Yeah, he he had a little downslope in the last couple of games here, but I I feel like he's done enough now that he can probably just pull himself through. Understanding it's just a dip rather than uh, a trend, you know, it's just a thing that happened. So I feel better about him, but I don't. It's odd. You need a lot of depth, and he's been on the the Toronto forty man. So they traded a couple guys we weren't particularly going to be keeping anyhow. I think is kind of the mm. feel of it. But it's um, well, yeah. Well, in 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 the case of, in the case of uh, sober David Stearns, that if because we're questioning a, a, a move right now, he'll be the savior of the NLCS. You watch, he'll hit like <laughs> seven hundred the NLCS or something like that. Just ridiculous. Like that'll be it. Or he'll come in and he'll be a three hundred hitter for the rest of the season and put out twenty five home runs in the second yeah. half of the season. Some, so some Stearns is saying that um, you know Keston's done well in spurts is the quote. Uh, he's saying his quote is the need here is clear. We lost the left-handed hitter who was hitting in the middle of our lineup and doing a nice job. We we're seeking to replace the, some of that production. 
So I guess GM they're looking for another left back. first baseman for short-term commitment. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, bet his, his career, which is four seasons now, he's 26, uh, four seasons in the majors. He's been playing since he was 18 in the minors. Uh, 241 and 37 home runs, 99 RBIs, and 219 games. All right. But, I mean, that's it's okay. It's not world beater kind of power. They're looking for some guy who can get a little bit in there. So they gave up Trevor Richards and uh, Bowden Francis, the two right-handed pitchers, to pick up some first base depth, especially with uh, Vogelbach being injured. You know, it makes some sense. You've got some depth. You want to try to add into some of that here, and you want to try to make sure that that first base is is set so that you can go there. And he's a guy who would have gotten a lot more run at first base in the majors if he <coughs> didn't have you know Guerrero and stuff up there, <laughs> the Toronto team. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, spe- speaking of the sons of children, did you see that Fernando Tatis Jr. catch at shortstop yesterday? No, I, I didn't see that. They're driving okay, after the yesterday. after the show, hop on at Cheddar Talk, and I re- I retweeted it. That dude's okay. unreal. On he's crazy. unreal. Yeah, it's he's crazy. The most, good. It's the most unreal catch you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're gonna cut this a little short this week, just because we are gonna go watch that game and see how everything goes. And uh, hopefully, next week we're talking. We're talking very excitedly about a, a Bucks team that's doing well and a Brewers team that's uh, hopefully still in first going into the All-Star break. So thank you, everybody, again for that. joining us uh, from wherever it is you are around the world and around the United States, even you know going from big to small. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we look forward to having you back next week. And again, like I said, we're hoping to have some very, very fond things to talk about. Uh, you can remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And of course, remember that wherever it is that you are, um, whether you're on the town or on the go, it's always on Wisconsin. We love you, Bucks and Six. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.